श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय सो गुड इवनिंग गुड टू बी विद यू ऑल अगेन एंड वी गैदर हियर श्री मानवान एट द फेथ ऑफ जाजी गोपाल इन अ गुरु परंपरा द कॉन्टेक्स्ट ऑफ डिस्कसिंग वी चतुर्थ श्लोक ऑफ श्रीमद् भागवतम एज वी हैव बीन फॉर सम टाइम नाउ नाउ वी कम टू द लास्ट ऑफ द फोर वर्सेस Uh, spoken by Krishna in in answer to Brahma's inquiries he asked about three subjects sambandha vidaya and prayojana and Krishna's answering in four verses two of which cover the sambandha one of which covers the the uh, the uh, the prayojan one of which covers the uh, uh abideya or uh the the means prayojan meaning the goal the ideal while we say that at the same time there's a little bit of overlapping <clears throat> and the reason for the overlap here is that as we've mentioned earlier prema bhakti has an anga that anga is called sadhana bhakti anga means limb so angi means body so the body of prem bhakti has a limb called sadhana bhakti which is made up of many limbs many types of practices and so forth <clears throat> and so we it's difficult to talk about sadhana bhakti without talking about prem bhakti our last verse was krishna's answer to brahma about the prayojan the ideal the goal about the nature of his leela and and love life and so forth and he spoke about prem there now he will answer brahma's question tadangam that prem is called rahasyam in the introductory verse to these four verses where krishna summarizes what will be what will come forward we know he said gyanam paramokuhyam may i'm going to give you special secret knowledge about me about the nature of my form <laughs> tadvigyanam samanvitam and i'm going to give you also vigyanam or visheshgyan in this context knowledge about my shaktis that are dependent upon my form but uh, at the same time they are one with my form they're different there by which i accomplish different tasks so on and so forth um this covered the sambandha and then he said uh sarahasyam and i'm also going to tell you about the secret the secret is bhakti and rag bhakti in particular the kind of bhakti that we find in uh in in vrindavan in intimacy with with bhagavan shri krishna and uh along with rahasyam tadangam 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 means as i said limb so the, i'm going to speak about these uh, uh the idea the practice hmm, of bhakti but as i say we can't really talk about the practice of bhakti sadhana bhakti which is a kind of bhakti there are three divisions of bhakti sadhana bhakti bhav bhakti prem bhakti uh sadhana bhakti is bhakti in practice prem bhakti is the is the perfection of bhakti in between comes this bhava bhakti or bhakti in ecstasy bhakti in practice bhakti in ecstasy and uh, bhakti in, in 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 love of god hmm? self-realized love of god uh self-realized ecstasy um that in between stage of of bhava bhakti sometimes it's referred to as the sadhya the goal hmm? and included with prem or sometimes it'll be talked about as part of practice also although it's neither of the two it's neither the practice neither it is the goal it has elements of both so it's uh, a category unto itself bhava bhakti and this is the kind of bhakti that we we discussed about a little bit in the way of speaking about the, the the I think the other night the difference between the jivan mukta in the gyan marg in the path of knowledge that retires uh, all the karma except for the parabdha karma um which is un, kind of winding down like an electric fan and so forth and upon its closure that constitutes death what we call death but in the case of the devotee and and this is particularly with regard to the rag to bhakta the devotee pursuing 
this ideal of Braj Prem, which Brahma is pursuing, of a particular type, the Sakya Prem, Sakya Rasa, then one needs some time to practice that. We compare it to being like on the team, but not yet on the field, something like that. Um, of course, you don't wait for somebody else to get hurt or retired. There's there's just always room for more on the team, something like that. So, uh, so uh, in in Bhava Bhakti, then the karma is retired, the prabhu is retired, but a special uh, arrangement is made that the body is preserved, his likes and dislikes will be preserved, and so on and so forth. But um, all this uh, to for the sake of cultivating the bhava that is the ray of the son of Preman. And Prem is what? As we discussed the other day, principally a condensation of bhava, a melting of the heart and a sense of minus, that Krishna is mine, that kind of attachment that forms an identity. As many times I've said, our I is relative to our my. Most of our eyes are relative to things that are not really mine. And so that I is not very real either. Hmm? But here is an object, Krishna, who's really the super subject, if you will, that you can become attached to, and uh, an identity will form on the basis of that attachment. But that uh, uh, object or super subject, Krishna, is not going to disappear hmm, in due course of time. Uh, uh, once you become attached to him, he becomes attached to you as well, and the bond is formed, and an identity of an eternal uh, nature uh, comes to the surface. So this is the, the, the hands-on cultivation of Bhava Bhakti. So there's a kind of a practice in Bhava Bhakti, but it's it's different. It's it's based on longing, hmm? longing to attain, and the identity that one is glimpsing and, and starting to experience. Whereas in Sadhana Bhakti and Bhakti in practice, the preoccupation is not with longing hmm? as much as it is with the uh, petitions for the desire for the cultivation of sub- submission, giving up, letting go, um, and so forth. Sharanagati, we, we call this, uh, uh, and Shraddha. Hmm. These two correspond faith, and sharana, Shraddha means faith. Shraddha has some tangible expression hmm, in the form that it shows itself of Sharanagati. And the Central limb of that Sharanagati course is Krishna is my maintainer, so I'm not worried about how I'll be maintained. I'm worried about how to serve Krishna and so forth. So it's a big subject, Sharanagati, not our topic tonight. But at any rate, my point is that here now comes the answer to Brahma's last question, which was about Sadhana Bhakti. How do I attain these ide- the, the ideal? Um, he asked about. Uh, particularly, we see he was interested in, in Sakyarasa. So, this is called Abhideya, or the, the means. The means is partially this Baba Bhakti, but principally Sadhana Bhakti is being talked about. But as I say, when you talk about Sadhana Bhakti, it's hard not to talk about Prem Bhakti. Hmm? Because Sadhana Bhakti has a goal, and the goal is from Sadhana and Sadhya. Sadhya means the goal. So, I like to say sometimes, I've given an example, many of you have heard, if you go into the mall, there's a map, and you want to go to room 108, and so you look on the map, and here it is, it's way up here, so you identify that, and there's another spot on the map that says, and you are here, so to know both things, and the steps to get there, one by one, not that you're going to just fly up there, you have to go here, you have to turn left, you go up the escalator, down the elevator, whatever may be the case. So here, in the final verse, of the uh, Chatur Sloki. Krishna's talking about Sadhana Bhakti, but Shivishma Chakritaku has nicely shed light on how it also borders on, and with a special understanding of the verse, that, uh, of how it also speaks somewhat more about Prem, which was spoken about in the last verse. And this, I says, I say, in the context of, well, if you're going to talk about Sadhana Bhakti, it's an Anga of Prem Bhakti, so some discussion about Prem should be there. Hmm? Let me read the verse, and we'll go into this in a little bit more detail. He says, Etavadeva-jignasam tatva-jignasu natmanaha anvaya petirekapyam yatsatsarvata-sarvada. Hmm? A person who is uh, 
A per person uh, should inquire, really, and search after the Atma. And Atma here means the means the Godhead, not the Jivatma. Hmm? Um, and, of course, we know this from the context of everything we've been hearing. And, of course, the word Atma is used a number of places in, in the Gita and here in Bhagavat and so forth to refer to a number of different things. It might refer to the Jiva, it can refer to the mind, it can refer to the body, given the context, or it can refer, refer, refer to Bhagavan. Take, for example, the very definition of Bhakti given by Sutta Goswami early on in the texts when he says, Among other things, this supreme dharma, the sages had asked, what's the best dharma? Which is the question that the king, Raj Parikshit, asked Sukadev. And Sutta Goswami was there when he asked it, so when the sages asked, he was well equipped, Sutta Goswami, to give the answer. Hmm? And beautifully, he gave the answer, and by way of contrasting it with the ordinary idea of religion. You see, bhakti is very interesting because in some ways it looks like ordinary religion, full of superstitions and, uh, <laughs> and a lot of uh, uh, cultural baggage and, 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 and whatnot. And, uh, um, but it's, 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 it's really super religious. So it's a kind of dharma, the ordinary dharma in, in the Hindu context is the Varnashram Dharma, the Dharma Marg, the Karma Marg. Hmm? And, but here is Prem Dharma. Hmm? He contrasts it in his, when he gives his definition, he does it in the context of differentiating it from the Varnashram, ordinary religion. That's why I've said often, what we teach here in Gaudiya Vaishnavism is that if you want to attain the goal, you have to give up religion. That doesn't mean we'll become an atheist, uh, but we can become uh, super-religious and transcend the limits of uh, religious preoccupation and so forth. This is called parodharma, hmm? or prema-dharma. So he says, savaipum sam parodharma. Yato vakti rathoksa And he begins to define it. Ahoytuki apatihaya yatma sam In many ways, he says, it's unmotivated, it has no motivation, like... Ordinary Dharma means religion for the sake of give me my daily bread or whatever may be the needs. In other words, religion that's about me. It's not about you, hmm? is the idea. Hmm? Ordinary religion is about what God can do for you, not what you can do for God. <laughs> Something like that. <clears throat> I told the story before how Sri Hridai Ban Maharaj was sent by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur, or maybe in the 1930s or so, must have been in the 1930s, to Europe to uh, to canvas, like the Western Christian missionaries had been sent to India. He thought, oh, so we'll go you know, send our own missionaries over there. And at one point he was in Germany, and um, he was invited to a theistic drama. And during the theistic drama, um, the main stage was down there, and God had his place up in the balcony. And so every now and then, God, God had a role in the drama, and he would come out and say, I bless you, I curse you, or whatever was the case. So after the drama, they asked him what he thought, and he said, it's very nice, and the difference between your religion and ours is that in your religion, God is in the balcony, and in our religion, God is on the main stage. <laughs> so it's not, again, about what God can do for you, but about what you can do. For God, and then the question comes from the religious person or, or the atheist for that. But what can you do for God? Hmm? Your God's supposed to have everything. What can you do for Him? There is one important thing that you can give God, of course, when God is conceived of as Krishna, which is how the Bhagavatam conceives Him, portrays Him, exp uh, uh, how He has been experienced. Hmm? He has a problem, and He is the man who has everything. The person who has everything except for one thing: His heart. Hmm? His heart has been stolen by the gopis, by the gopas, by Radhika. So, what can we give him? We can give him our heart. This is the idea. Hmm? And this is what bhakti is about. Therefore, ahoy to ki. No motivation. Hmm? 
not any want for anything. Your heart is full of wants. Give your heart. <laughs> uh, it's very simple. All you have to do is give your heart, which is everything. Hmm? The Gita Krishna says it nicely. He says, it's a very tricky fellow. Patram pushpam palam toyam. Yome bhakti prayachati. Tadam bhakti paritamashnami prayatatmanaha. Just offer me a fruit, a flower, water with bhakti. And that offering made with bhakti, I will eat that, even if it's a leaf, uh, which is not, you know, might be decorative. I'll eat it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taken by that. He's not taken by the leaf, by the fruit, by the flower, hmm? by the water, hmm? but by the bhakti. It's twice in the verse he says, with bhakti, with bhakti. Hmm? So it sounds simple, and you can start simply, but it's not about offering flowers and leaves, but about offering your heart and your very self. This is really the basic difference between, for example, Nishkam Karma Yoga, which is an orientation to the ordinary Dharma or religious idea, where you perform different religious or karmic uh, duties uh, according to your psycho-physical makeup, hmm? as mentioned in, in, in those, those scriptures pertaining to that path. Uh, you, 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 there's a way of doing it not for things, but for uh, with detachment to the things. This is not bhakti. Hmm? It can lead to bhakti if the fruits that are that one doesn't pursue hmm, are offered to Vasudev, to, to, to Krishna. Hmm? But the difference in bhakti and this Nishkam Karma Mark is that you don't do things and then offer them that, 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 are, that are relative to your identity based on your psychophysiological makeup, materially speaking, and offer them to Bhagawan. You offer yourself to Bhagwan, hmm? and then do whatever he wants, whatever is re- required. Hmm? So this is very much about changing your identity. You see, in Ishkama Karma, you're not really very interested in changing. There's no change of identity there. You can offer the fruits of your work, and you can even offer them to Bhagwan. Hmm? Hmm? And what will happen is wisdom will come, because you're no longer chasing the fruits, which is ignorance which is causing your life to go up and down because you get the fruits and you yahoo and then and then they turn out to be uh, not so good or they have a you know they have a downside to them hmm? and as high as it gets and we could check in with uh, down the tie in a little while it's as low as it gets <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can you can be pretty sure about that hmm? uh, so Rather than riding this uh, roller coaster, so to speak, and this come karma, Marg, is about let's just go even here, even plain, because this this is really disconcerting, hmm? up and down, up and down. So rather than chase the fruits, I'll just do what I'm supposed to do and uh, give the fruits up. I won't be won't be after them. And uh, so some some equanimity comes, some stability, and uh, some. Wisdom comes as to the as to the nature of the fruits of of, of the world and so forth and uh, and their how they they're un, unworthy of pursuit and so this is this is brings one to some balance to some some as I say equanimity some uh, uh, but it, it's it's very different if you will than it's kind of a no identity. It's kind of coming to a no identity. I'm breaking down this identity that's that's based on desire for things and so forth. So I kind of eliminate that. If from there I come to bhakti and so forth, then it's another thing. But in bhakti, the point is that there's a change of identity from the very beginning. Therefore, it said, Mahaprabhu said, "Na." What did he say? He said, "Na hambi pro na cha na rupati na pi vaisho na sudo na hambani na cha griyapati no banasto yativa." Kintu Relative to the identities in the Varnashram, for example, based on one's psychophysiological makeup, the castes, the Varnas, he said, I'm not a Brahmin. I'm not a warrior, Kshatriya. I'm not a Sudra. I'm not a, I'm not a Sannyasi. I'm not any of these things. A Brahmachari, a Sannyasi, a Grihasta. I am the servant of Krishna who is the lover of the gopis. That's what I am. So it's a whole different identity. Hmm? We tend to chant this verse before going on the altar. I'm stepping into my identity. Hmm? 
fully here um, as a servant of Krishna. So, uh, again, you find Arche Vishnu Shiladi Gurushu Narapati Vaishnava Jati Buddhi. To think that the Vaishnav is a member of the caste is to have a hellish mentality. So, it's a dismissal of this. It's a whole different. It's, and, and the Nishkam karma, the way of following the karma marg without with Nishkam, without desire, it's better than than following it with desire, but what does the Bhagavatam say? That's not very pretty. Bhagavatam, the identity as a servant of Krishna, this is beautiful, this is charming, this is what Brahma wants, this is the kind of sadhana that Krishna is going to uh, is, 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 is speaking about here. Hmm? Um, bhakti sadhana, a particular kind of bhakti sadhana, and as I say, uh, and the, the, the preem that corresponds with that has to come up as 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 well. So bhakti is a very different, uh, we'll go into this more, very different kind of uh, spiritual uh, practice, sadhana. It's about changing your identity altogether. Even in sadhana bhakti, hmm? I'm a Krishna, Krishna Das. We give the name Gita Govinda Dasi, Shamsundar Das, hmm? uh, Guru Das. The name is Das. Dasi is the feminine, hmm? and then a name, the first name. Hmm? This is the family name, Das, and Dasi. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> and of course, that service. Is intensified and still cultivated in, in, in service, as I said the other night, is the basis. Love, sacrifice is the womb from which love is born. So the service is underlying this loving. It's, it's doing what our beloved, our loved one wants, something like that. So it's, 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 this is about changing your identity altogether. And you don't find this in, in the other sadhanas of karma marg, yoga marg, or gyan marg. Hmm? So it's very, it's categorically different idea, hmm? and it, as I say, it has its this praying bhakti that has its anga of sadhana, hmm? and uh, it's about uh, surrender, submission, learning the teaching, and so forth, and following the practices with one's senses, and as that is done. And that sadhana, sadhaka daya, the practitioner's body is fully absorbed proportionately, uh, then this bhava that bhakti is constituted starts to make its ingress in a, in a, in a noticeable, a tangible, perceivable way and takes over the mind, takes over the senses. Hmm? Again, this is the difference between the jivan mukta and the, and the, and the devotee. When his karma is finished, the devotee, he still has something to do, in the ragmarg in particular. Hmm? And Brahma wants this. So this is what Krishna is, is talking about. And as I say, if you're going to talk about sadhana, you have to talk about sadhya. This is the famous... Uh, uh, takes us to... Uh, uh, reminds us of the famous conversation between Ramananda and Chaitanya. Ramananda Sambhad. The conversation between Sri Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy. Hmm. Chaitanya Dev was had come to Puri hmm, as a young sannyasi. He um, converted the king, and he converted the, the king's guru, and of course all the people followed. And uh, then he decided to go off to South India hmm, for outreach and sharing his teaching and so forth. Uh, and um, as he was about to go. The learned Sarvabhoma was a very, very sober fellow. Hmm? Uh, he used to teach young sannyasis about logic and so forth from from scripture that they might be fortified in their position of renunciation. Um, he had been wholesale converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his example and by his pre- precept. And, uh, and Chaitanya Dev tested him twice. He tested him in terms of his karma and gyan. Hmm? Because bhakti is gyan, gyan karma adi and avritam. It's not covered by gyan and karma. It's a path that's independent of karma and gyan. It's not dependent upon 
doing things karmically, uh, correctly, in terms of the Varnashram, as I was explaining. Hmm? It has a gown of its own, hmm? for that matter. Hmm? He tested Sarvabhama, and he, he passed the test both times. Mahabha was very pleased with him. Anyway, we won't go into that, but as he was leaving Jagannath Puri, Sarvabhama said to him, One thing I ask of you, if you must go, there's one person I think you should meet. I've met him before. He works for the king. He is in um, Godavari there as a kind of an ambassador of the king. And uh, he is, he, you and he got something in common. I've talked with him before. I could never figure him out. I could never understand him. Hmm? But now that I know what you're about and I've experienced you and he should get together. Hmm? So Mahabhu, of course, went there and he met his eternal servant, Ramananda, who was in the Sudravarna. Mahabhu was born as a Brahmin, so Ramananda was a Sudra. When he met Ramananda, he embraced him and all the Varnashramis around him. What's going on here? A Brahmin is touching a Sudra and so forth. And not only did he embrace him, he said, Kiba vipra kiba nasi sudra kene no, ye Krishna tattu veta se guru hai. Another verse along the same lines of what we've been talking about. He says, Kiba vipra kiba nasi sudra kene no. I don't care if you're a vipra, a Brahmin, a Sudra, a Sanyasi, or a whatever. Ye Krishna Tattaveta, say Guru Hoy. If you know the truth about Krishna, you're my Guru. And they had a, a very detailed conversation. They made the neck, the neck, met the next morning. This Ramananda is thought to be the incarnation of the, the fast friend of Radhika, Vishaka Devi, Vishaka Gopi, born on the same day as Radha. The idea is similar disposition and everything. Knew her heart very well. Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev is Krishna trying to understand the love of Radha. So he has a coach, a Ragmar guru in the form of Ramananda Roy. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu asks him, what is the goal of life and how do you attain it? What is the sadhya and what is the sadhana? Hmm? So as I said, if you're going to ask about sadhana, you have to ask about sadhya. This is a good question to ask any teacher. What is your practice and what is the goal? that is attained by this. So Mahabharata asks, sadhana, and what is the best sadhana? What is the co- corresponding sadhya? And then there's a long conversation. And Ramananda Roy begins, he says, well, Varnashram, you know, if you do this, then you please God. And Mahabharata says, that's a little external. Can you go more? Say something more. And he, so it's a, it takes you through the whole uh, gradation of theistic, and spiritual possibilities and experience ending up in the, the Brajloka and in, in the Prema Varada for Krishna uh, and so on. And so it's a, it's a kind of a, in a very encapsulated kind of form, the whole of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is what it's about. Hmm? The various, it's, a ver, it's really veritably a uh, discussion of, uh, what would you say, uh, it's a kind of a, interfaith uh, dialogue here, talking about different paths and comparing them and so on and forth. So for the course, it extols the path of Shuddha Bhakti, Uttam Bhakti, ultimately. And that's important. And that, that comes up here, too, in the verse uh, tonight, how the Bhagavatam works, how the Gita works, when he says, Anvayad Vityareka Bhyam. Hmm? We should learn about Bhakti directly and indirectly, what Bhakti is, what Bhakti is not. Hmm? So you find the Varnashram. I said the other night, four or five chapters about Varnashram in the Bhagavatam. People go and quote it. The Bhagavatam says this, but why is it saying that? At the beginning of those chapters, Yudhisthira asks about bhakti and Varnashram, nishkam karma orientation to Varnashram, not an ordinary karmic fruitive uh, orientation to to um, uh, Varnashram. And even that, he wants to contrast that with bhakti, that we might know what, what is the... The, the superiority, if you will, of bhakti in terms of not only its ease of use, but the uh, the fruit that will be attained by that. Hmm? So this is an, 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 an example directly, one way of to understand two important words in the text, anvayad hmm? directly and indirectly. It should be sought out and understood what it is, what it is not. This is, again, how Rupa Goswami defines bhakti using that same method. It is this, it is not that. And so what does he say? 
when he defines bhakti, he says, Anyabhilashita shunyam gyankarmadi anabritam, what it's not. Anukulena krishnanu shilanam bhakti ruttamam. So, so the sadhana. Hmm. Yeah. He says here, the etavad eva jignasya. Tatva jignasu natmana. He says, for, for this sadhana that you've asked about, Hmm? You should inquire about this. And she says, you should inquire about it, like I said, both directly and indirectly. He says, yatsat sarvata sarvata, in all times, in all places, under any circumstance. Hmm? Or you should pursue it at all times, at all circumstances, in any condition. Hmm? And the idea that you should inquire about it, hmm, search for it, he's saying, as you are, by inquiring from me, translates out to us is that you should place relevant inquiries before the Guru. It's said in Bhagavatam, what? Shabde pare tradishnatam brahmani upashamashrayam. Tasmat Guru Prapadyeta Jignasu Shreya Uttamam. Jignasu Shreya Uttamam. This is what Brahma is asking about. The Shreya Uttamam. Uttam means greatest. Shreyas means I, the, like the higher ideal. Tasmat Guru Prapadyeta Jignasu Shreya Uttamam. Jignasu means inquiry. You should make inquiry into the Uttam. Highest good. The highest ideal. Prabhupada used to say, not everyone needs a guru. Hmm? But Prabhupada, you know, we think everybody needs a guru. We're telling them all to come to No, no, not everybody needs a guru. Hmm? Only those people that want to make a comprehensive solution to the problem of life, and that's not most people. Hmm? Hmm. Sridhar put it in this way. He said, don't come here cutting a, a return ticket. Hmm? It's one-way tickets to Madhavan only. Hmm? <laughs> you want to go to that land from which there is no return. That's how Krishna describes his, his, his abode. Going there, we don't have tickets out. There are no flights out of here. Hmm? Hmm? What to speak of any crashes? <laughs> Sometimes I might make a flight out of here myself or send some, but they don't really leave. They take this environment with them. Hmm? We set up a satellite and try to beam people back, something like that. It is a land of no return. Going there, one never returns. Hmm? Once Chidar March was speaking on Raghunath Das's verse, Nama Shrestam Api Sachiputram Matrasvarupam Tasyagrajatam Rupurim uh, know uh, All these things. He, and he said, when you... Yeah, Raghun says, I offer my respect to my guru from whom I have got the highest conception of the na- name that's, that, that was given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm? and the teachings of Sanatana Goswami hmm, with regard to um, kind of a vaidhi, a sambandhagyan, and uh, the Rupa Goswami with regard to Avideya, this is Raghuna speaking, who's the the Acharya presiding over the Prayojan. So he offers his respects to Sanatan, to Sarup Damodar, the confidential dental uh, uh, assistant of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And, and Radha Kund and Govardhan and uh, all the the new, all these, he starts to, Shri says, so, when we come in touch with all of these things, Radha Kund, Govardhan, and we've crossed over, the, we've understood the Sambandha, the Prayoja, and the Abhideya, so, then we can say, 
we have understood our guru. Hmm? Guru is about all these things. Hmm? Hmm? We come, and that is about means he is about the land of no return. Tasmat guru prapadyeta jignasu she utamam. So the word jignasu is used here twice. Inquiry. One should make inquiry. Where are we going to make this inquiry? Well, Brahma's making it to Krishna. Hmm? Brahma's like the idea is like the original person. So Krishna's appearing before him. Hmm? And then there's a succession that comes from there, right? Our succession begins with Brahma, hmm? a disciplic succession. So the implication here is one should approach a guru. Tadvidhi pranipantena pariprasnena sevaya. Upadakshantite gyanam ganinas tatvadashena. Once Prabhupada was, in, I think, in Philadelphia, and he had been, um, and he was giving a darshan in the evening. People were gathering, and uh, his disciple, Srup Damodar uh, Maharaj, had brought a professor from the university where he was attending. Prabhupada had asked him to finish his doctorate. He was a scientist. And this was a, a, a professor of theology. And so he had brought this gentleman to hear from Prabhupada, and Prabhupada was speaking. And um, so the professor asked a question, and he said, What is something like, What is God? Hmm? And Prabhupada said, you are a professor of theology and you don't know what is God? <laughs> you are asking me? What, what is this? Then he turned to Sarupadama and he said, what do we call this? And, and uh, Sarupadama said, paraphrasing something that Prabhupada used to say sometimes, we call this cheater, not teacher. And this is the teacher that Sarupadama brought to the program. You think, this is getting embarrassing. But Prabhupada was had a way of doing things that uh, you might think were embarrassing, but the, that the person there didn't get uh, embarrassed. Uh, anyway, he's, he's teaching what he wanted to teach, and so, so the professor said, no, no, no. I, uh, I, I uh, Prabhupada said, you must inquire submissively from someone who knows. Hmm? And he said, yes, tadvidhi. Pranipata, and he, this professor quoted this verse. Uh, once you to approach a guru, tadvidhi pranipatena, pariprasnena sevaya. It means with folded hands, uh, bowing down, asking relevant questions, uh, prepared to render service. This is the spirit of the, the inquiry. Like Prabhupada once said, I never asked, I only had one question of my guru, how can I serve? Hmm? Something like that. So, the professor's quoting this verse and folding his hands, and Prabhupada says, no, 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 not like that. Hmm? Like this, he points to all these boys with shaved heads. That is submissive inquiry. Hmm? You're just coming here to, you know, you think, titillate your intellect or whatnot. You have to come like that. So I guess he wanted to teach his, his students at the cost of <laughs> the professor's ego or, or whatever. Uh, at any rate, so this... We should come for this, hmm? With, uh, this, this kind of person, this kind of urgency, this kind of necessity. Brahma had this kind of necessity. Hmm? We should have this kind of necessity. That it, it will actually bring us before the guru. Therefore, people go and look for the guru, and they want the best guru, and they got their list. He should have this quality, he should have that, she should have this quality, she shouldn't have this quality, and they're checking them out, and they got their checklist, and... And it turns out nobody's ever good enough. Hmm? Nobody's quite good enough. Hmm? Because they're going with the idea that I'm really the best student and I really need the best guru and I'm not going to just surrender to anybody. I mean, there's something for that, but if you really have a need, Mahaprabhu said, As I quoted, I don't care what he looks like, where he's from. But if you can inspire me about Krishna, uh, I, I, I offer my respect there. I, I, I take advantage to whatever extent. If it's not the full measure, well, I'll take a half measure. Hmm? I'll take a half glass here, you know, and I honor it there, and I'll move on. Hmm? But so they, they, they don't listen really, this kind of person, to, to, to almost a, a, anybody. They don't. You have to search with a necessity, hmm? a real necessity. Hmm? Have you, and as much of that necessity is there, as much as a, a, a real guru is going to come within your purview and you'll be able to understand him. Hmm? Hmm? So, 
This verse is speaking about that. He says, one should inquire and inquire seriously. Hmm? It means, you should inquire in every way. As I said, directly, indirectly, what it is, what it is not. Sit before the Guru. This is the beginning of bhakti as it's described by Rupa Goswami when he describes sadhana bhakti, bhakti in practice. He says, Adogu Vashraya begins here. Sit before the Guru and inquire. Like I said, come before the Guru and doubt. Hmm? And express your doubts. Don't just keep them inside. And he will or she will speak. And of course they speak according to the sacred texts and give logic that uh, brings out the implications. And if that Guru can answer your questions, satisfy your inquiries and so forth, then you have faith that's not blind to go forward. Therefore, Oma Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshur Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Guruve Opening of the eye. They help you to see things that are before you that you couldn't see. And then the things that you need specialized to see, you start to have faith in that. Hmm. I saw something I didn't even see looking right at it. Hmm. What else he says? That he says, I don't need special eyes. And I start thinking, he can give me special eyes. And so, so on. So this is being recommended here. This is kind of the, the, the first initial uh, thrust of this verse that we are to draw from. Hmm? Find a qualified guru in a chain, in a, in a succession of Brahma, for example. If you want this kind of ideal of Brahma, Brahma wants Sambandhanuga Bhakti. Hmm? Sambandhanuga Rag Bhakti. This is what his inquiry is. How can I become a friend? That you've, you've made that opportunity available to me. You've re- dealt with me as if an equal. Hmm? Although I'm not. How can I come to a position of, 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 of equality in friendship with you? Hmm? So Krishna's instructing him. Of course, it's here in, a, in kind of a general way here. It's about rag bhakti in general, but making the relevant inquiry, and, and as I say, of earnest inquiry, and then listening, what is bhakti, what is not, learning something, all these things, very important. Hmm? So the, the kind of bhakti, then again, the kind of bhakti he's describing here is very much descri- uh, explained um, by these two words, anbayad vyatireka beyond, or the fact, I should say, that the bhakti is the, the, the sadhana that he's speaking about, it's very much brought out by these two words. These two words are found also in the very beginning of the Bhagavatam. Where it said, hmm. It said at the beginning of the Bhagavatam, once you meditate on the Supreme Truth directly and indirectly. Hmm. Hmm. What he is, what he's not. What Him and his energy. Him and his Shakti, which we've talked about. Hmm. Hmm. Krishna and Radha. Hmm. Krishna is directly. God. Rod is indirectly God. Hmm? Uh, many ways to understand these words. But here in a broad way, Vishwana Chakravartakur and Prabhupada following his lead and lead of Jiva Goswami, actually who Vishwana Chakravartakur follows very very closely, um, they want to say that the sadhana here is bhakti, which is, fits the context, and the two words anbayad and vatirekabhyam really bring that out because they speak about that which by performing one will get the results, that by which not performing, you will not get the fruits. And the nature of bhakti is such that if yoga, if jnana, if karma as paths have no bhakti, there will be no fruit. Hmm? And in their explanation, Jiva Goswami cites verse after verse after verse after verse, which Prabhupada repeats in Vishwanathakavitaka, Verse after verse after verse, from this book and that book and so forth, to establish this point, that without bhakti in the karma mark, you won't even get the material fruits that you want. Without bhakti in nishkam karma, the desire for overcoming the pursuit of the fruits and getting mystic wisdom and so forth, and ultimately uh, liberation or or shanta, uh, as may be the case. Without bhakti, not possible. Yoga, not possible without some bhakti. Ganmar, not possible without bhakti. Hmm? And bhakti, on the other hand, without gyan, without karma, without yoga, you can get all the, all, the, all the results that you could get from them and more. So many, many verses to support 
this idea of bhakti. And then yatat sarvata sarvata, of course, it says here, at any time, at any place, in all circumstance. So how can you do the karma mark at any time, any place, anywhere, and under any circumstance? Karma mark is all about the time, the place, and the circumstance. You've got to do it exactly right. You've got to chant the mantra exactly right, put it in the fire at this time, do this ritual, that ritual. It's all about time, place, and circumstance, and doing it right. This is You can do it in your sleep, is what he's being said here, which is what the Bhagavatam talks about, beautiful description of, of Nam, the virtues of Nam, Nam Dharma, central to our sadhana, Harikirtan, in sixth canto of Bhagavatam, when the story of Ajumil is told. Hmm? Very nice that the sixth canto begins with this, with a beautiful description of bhakti, and then this story, just after the fifth canto, and all these hells have been described, and Prikshit Marsh surfaces from here and there, says, how can people be free from that? And the teaching, of course, is, by Harinam, there is no hell. Hmm? There is no hell. Hmm? For the devotee. Hmm? Who does that? And the Vishnu Dutas come, and the Yama Dutas, the, the, so. And people will quote the Bhagavatam and say, hey, if you don't do it right, you're going to go to hell. And we can't do it wrong. That is the nature of bhakti. You can't do it wrong, practically. Hmm? You may make aparad to bhakti, but that's kind of not doing bhakti wrong. That That's going against bhakti. Hmm? However, uh, imperfect your your ability, your practices, and so forth. Um, they will only improve in time as you continue hmm? if you don't go against bhakti. Hmm? So, no, karma is dependent upon time and circumstance. Hmm? Uh, gyan is dependent upon a pure heart. You can't perform the gyan marg, engage in the gyan marg if you've got too many desires because you can't sit. Hmm? Yoga requires, it's described in the Gita, you've got to have a seat, it's not too high, it's not too low. Hmm? If it's too low, you might get bit by a scorpion. If it's too high, you might fall off. Hmm? And uh, so many so many yamas and niyamas are given there. And compar- comparative, so comparatively, bhakti, what did Mahaprabhu say? He said, Nam namakari bahudani desarva shakti tatrarpita niyamita smaranena kala. Niyamita smaranena kala. To engage in this path of nam, dharma, chanting the name, niyamita, there are no niyam, there are no rules. Hmm? Uh, no time, place, you can do anywhere, anytime, even in your sleep. Hmm? It's possible. Hmm? It's described, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is described in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam, Jayam Sada, Jayam Sada Paribhavdam Abhishtadoham, who exemplifies a kind of meditation that one can do anytime, Sada, always, all time, all place, all circumstance. This is Harikirtan. Hmm? There are no rules for that. Hmm? And all the names in the Mahamantra are all in the vocative, O Hari, O Krishna, O Ram, O Hare, O Radha. Hmm? Anybody can say anywhere, anytime, any place, under any circumstance. This again is the ragmarg that the Brahma is trying to tread. This is the path of love. And as I many times said, where there is love, there are no rules. Where there are rules, there is no love. Prabhupada said, the rules of my mission are love and trust. These are the only rules. Hmm? Everything else falls into that. As much as their love and trust is broken or not there, then there will be all kind of rules. Hmm? So, by the words used here, it's apparent that he's speaking about a path that, that can't be karma, yoga, and jnana. It has to be bhakti marg. Hmm? Hmm? And as I said, if he's going to talk about sadhana, he has to talk about sadhya also, to some extent. So, this verse, while principally about sadhana and answering Brahma's question, it also can be understood to be speaking about prem, which sadhana bhakti is an anga of. And look at it like that, he says, one, one should inquire about, uh, uh, up to this, Prabhupada translates it, etavad, it means like the best, etavad, up to this. Up to this means what has been discussed so far, what was just discussed? Prem bhakti. Hmm? One should inquire about up to this. Not up to what I can get from the karma marg, what I can get from the gyan marg, what I can get from the yoga marg, up to what I just discussed about prem bhakti. Hmm? 
Bhakti rasa. Hmm? What do you want? You in particular, that, that's Hakiras, or maybe other rasa, but you in particular, Brahma, have inquired about this. You should inquire, people should inquire, your followers, you should follow in this line, up to this. Hmm? One should inquire up to this about Prem, hmm? and about Atma, who is Bhagawan here, or Brahman, same thing, in this sense, God, known in his fullest form as Rasa, up to this, up to Rasa, Rasa Ubayasa, Taitareya Upanishad says, in the, this is in the Ananda Bali, the Bali, the chapter about Ananda. Hmm? This is what we are most uh, about. And so speaking about Ananda, it comes to the, it goes through many different discussions of the nature of Ananda, and it comes to, ultimately, Brahman is Ananda in the full sense as Rasa. Hmm? So one should inquire about Prem, about Prem Rasa, about Bhagavan as, about God as Rasa. Etavadeva Jignasa, Atmana Sunatmanaha, something like that. <laughs> and, and, what? Etavadeva Jignasa, Tatva Jignasu Natmanaha, Anvayad Vetireka Bhyam. Now he's describing the characteristics of it. Anvayad Vetireka Bhyam. We just use these words in a different way. Which is, you should inquire about bhakti, hmm? bhakti rasa, that's centered on the atma who is rasa. Krishna himself, Rasovai Saha. Hmm? And what does it say? Akila Rasamrita Muti. Goswami begins his book like this. He is the reservoir of rasa. He is Rasaraj. One should inquire about him. Hmm? And, and, and that which corresponds with him, the object of love, that is, that is Prem. Hmm? And is characterized by Anvayad Bhattireka Bhyam. By love in union and separation. Which... It's like, it's like a river. This frame has two sides of the bank. Union and separation. Or, or it's like the, we went to the ocean and it was the low tide. You know how long the beach was. So that the low tide of separation and the high tide, the tsunami of of union. Hmm? And the leela of, of the Brajalila, it moves like this. Hmm? Krishna's there and then he disappears in the context of the leela. He goes with this group He's absent from that group. If they're feeling separation, others are feeling union, and many types of separation, many types of union. Hmm? Also, uh, yog be yog, uh, or, or sambhog and vipralamba, and the different types of sambhog, four types of sambhog, four types of vipralamba, for example. Hmm? Um, so, it's a big topic, a big aspect of this frame that you don't find elsewhere. Very important point. Hmm? You don't find the union and separation in Vaikuntam. Hmm? There you have people in Shantaras, for example, constantly meditation, meditating on, on the Lord in the heart who is Paramatma, who is there as Narayan. Hmm? Words of separation <laughs> and the corresponding union. Love, as I said, is going like this. Hmm? Rupa Goswami says, Ahir eva kati bhavet. Love moves like a snake, not in a straight line, but in, in a crooked way. Hmm? So we find characteristically, and he, this is what he's describing by that verse, although we may apply it in a broader way, he's describing the love spats between Radha and Krishna. Hmm? And Radha says, Keep that rascal away from me. Hmm? And her May handmaidens are guarding the the flower bower uh, where he, he 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 can't come in. Hmm? But Krishna's friends, some of them, so Subal will come and for some excuse and find his way in and soften the heart of Radha and so forth. So these kind of affairs, this you find in in Braj. You don't find this in Vaikuntha. It's not like that. Not in Shantaras. Not in Dasyaras. Of the of the of, of the Lord, you don't find this kind of uh, in, in, in the servile mood there, but in the Brajlila you find this anvayad vetirekabhyam. This is this adirasa, hmm? and the supporting role, the madurasa, and the supporting roles there, that the the, the, the kama rupa and sambanda rupa bhakti. 
Brahma is interested, as he said, in a sambandha bhakti, as a friend. Hmm? That means love based on relationship, like sakya, dasya, vatsalya. Kamarup means it's like a relationship, but it's kind of like, most, not like a relationship that's allowed hmm? to run off with Krishna in the night. Uh, it's based on kam, it appears, desire. Hmm? So anyway, these are the, this is what makes up the gulok. And this is relative to all of them. All these rasas in Golok will feel this union and separation. Yog vi yog. It's characterized. So you can see, this is the kind of sadhana, this is the kind of sadhya that he's talking about. And yet, sarvata sarvata. And it can manifest anywhere, at any time, in any place. It can be practiced anywhere, anytime, in any place. It can manifest. It, man- it was practiced by Prahlad in the womb, in the form of hearing, shravanam, from Narada. Hmm? And not only was the sadhana in the womb practiced, but the sadhya was attained as well in any condition. Hmm? This is not going to happen in, in, in yoga. <laughs> You're not going to do Ashtanga yoga in the womb, I can tell you that. You can twist yourself up pretty good. <laughs> pretty flexible in there, I've heard, but, uh, but there's no Ashtanga yoga going on in there. There's no jnana yoga going on there. There's no karma going, yoga going on there. But here's an example. There's bhakti yoga going on. Hmm? What kind of path is this then? Huh? Who in their right mind? This is the idea will take any other path. This is the statement of Uddhava. Who in their right mind? Seeing the way you are, your nature of your mercy. You, Putana approached you disguised as a devotee. She was a witch. Disguised as a devotee. Coming to offer her breast to you in your infancy as a nursemaid, and she smeared poison on her breast. And you sucked the breast, spit out the poison. Hmm? She died, and you, you gave her a place in your leela as a mother. He's, he's, he's saying, who, who in my mind would take any other path? Huh? This is how you... She just, just disguised herself like a devotee. And you, you took out the bad part from her. Hmm? And gave her all such a high ideal, such a high attainment. Hmm? Who in the right mind will approach anybody else? Hmm? So generous is bhakti. Hmm? So this is what's being described here hmm? in this last verse of Chatur Shloki, Srimad Bhagavatam. Grandaraj Srimad Bhagavat Vijay. Any question? Yeah. Hmm. You just mentioned how karma in relation to Krishna, in terms of pure love for Krishna, looks like selfish desire, but it's not. Could you feel to elaborate on that a little bit? One thing I'll say about that is that love tends to hide itself when it sees that it, it, there's circumstances as such that to show it will not be appropriate to uh, People might not benefit from it. People might misunderstand it and so forth. So the Bhagavatam is about this highest ideal of love. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places in the Bhagavatam, there are verses, even some of these, are stated in such a way that the lower meaning, if you will, could be drawn from them. Mm-hmm. Sugadev is narrating here. There's a lot of people in the audience. Everybody in the audience doesn't have the adhikar for bhakti. Hmm? And so he speaks in ways that they may get something for it relative to their own el- eligibility. Hmm? And he speaks about bhakti in such a way that those who have eligibility for bhakti can get bhakti from it, can understand it. Hmm? So it's again, it's a secret. It's rahasim. It's, it's a bit camouflaged. And so we find a lot of this going on in the Bhagavatam. And if we look at the love of the gopis for Krishna, and you just read that section without good commentary and good association and so forth, they look extremely selfish, these girls, because if you understand the context, um, they left their, 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 their maternal uh, duties, their housewife duties, and they left in the night in such a way that given the context, if they were to be found out, not only they would be disgraced, their families would be disgraced, their whole village would be disgraced. And in your village, you've got... They've got loose girls over there, you know. 
at this time, this, if you understand the context and so forth, this is all, it, it, the whole context is, you know, the, 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 the superficiality of the, or the social structure is all this varnashram. That's not what is really happening, but that's the social structure. It's really bhava that's uh, fueling the whole thing. So anyway, this is like, this is like, in those times, this is like the worst thing. We could probably think of worse things in our time, but that's Kali Yuga for you. But <laughs> this was the, the absolute worst thing. It, it was just like, given that, okay, you like this guy, but I mean, I mean, you know, it's pretty selfish because for going for that, what's gonna, what's what are gonna be the the consequences of that? Hmm? Don't you love your parents? Don't you love your husband? Don't you love your children? What about your village? It's reputation. What about Dharma? Aren't you even religious? I mean, you're just gonna. It's terrible. It's gonna run off with her. Hmm? You only knew her for two weeks. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, how can you do that? <laughs> uh, so, but this is all a camouflage. Hmm? It looks like one thing. It looks like the darkest uh, uh, new moon, you know, new moon night. But it's like the bright noon sun and the brilliance of light and effulgence. <laughs> uh, properly understood. Hmm? Because Krishna is who he is. And so the book has to, of course, explain who he is. So who he is, then that's where the teaching is. There's many chapters, women should be like this, women should be like that, and the Bhagavatam, for example, those sections on Varnashram and so forth. But the real teaching what women is like is in the 10th canto. They should leave their husbands and whatever, if, if need be, and just go after Krishna. Hmm? They should be Vaishnavis and run after him and so forth and teach us by their example. Hmm? Let nothing get in the way of that. Hmm? Something like that. So, anyway, it has a, it has a certain appearance. <clears throat> and in one sense... That appearance is to camouflage a thing and to make it av- available and understandable only to those who, as we were speaking earlier, are seriously inquiring. That's why the Bhagavatam says, Nasta prayeshu abadreshu nitim Bhagavata sevaya. Bhagavati uttama sloki bhakti bhavati nastiki. One has to pay real close attention to this Bhagavatam to see what it's about. You've got to be really interested in the subject matter and then you can, then that interest, that inquiring spirit, that eagerness, hmm? This is the only way, and this is the Adhikarpa Rag Bhakti. Shraddhamai hmm? Lobha, faith full with greed. I've got to get into it, I've got to have this, I want this. And you think, do you deserve it? I don't care if I deserve it or not. I want it. Hmm? Hmm. That kind of faith, aroused from good association, and it will come. Hmm? That person can understand the secrets of the Bhagavatam. And he will study very carefully what is Bhagavatam saying and so forth. And then it's this, this secret will be uncovered. So it's camouflaged. This love is camouflaged. This looks like... And it was, in one time, they wanted to throw the Bhagavatam out. Do you know that? Hmm? During the British occupation of India, they examined the different religions and so forth. They came to Vaishnavism, and they thought, this is pretty kind of similar to Christianity here in some ways. And then they came to to, to the, the, uh, the Bhagavats, Vaishnavism, and Christian religion, and they said, oh, but it all goes to hell right here. Hmm? This is how they thought of it. This is immoral. They got an immoral guy who's a god with many women and so forth. They wanted to throw it out. And some Hindus, intimidated by modernity and Christianity, they, they, they started to, they said, yeah, the Bhagavad Summit must not be one of the authorized scriptures. That must be some interpolation. We'll take the Gita of the Bhagavad Gita, uh, the Krishna of the Bhagavad Gita, the statesman speaks the Upanishadic wisdom uh, and so forth. And so that only goes so far, too, if you study Krishna in the whole context of Mahabharata. <laughs> But anyway, hmm? persons like Bhaktivinoda did not, you know, succumb to that, and he brought out the Bhagavat in the light of Chaitanya. See, that's the thing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi, and his sannyas, the measure to which he adhered to the uh, kind of uh, protocol 
of the order was very extreme. Hmm? And it's, a, it's an exhibition of the Aishvari or the opulence of, of renunciation, so extreme that old sannyasis, he was a young 25, were scared of the measure of his renunciation. And, and he was meditating on, on these chapters of the Bhagavatam. How could you meditate on some, uh, some triple X, you know, story, uh, you know, and remain as a strict uh, celibate monastic? So it must be something uh, different, is the idea. Hmm? And so it looks in one way, it's portrayed in one way, in one sense, Keep the, ser- the unserious people out who don't have eligibility. Only the uh, those who have eligibility and approach through Guru Parampara properly, they can unlock the secret, understand it. So sometimes that is one way to uh, answer your question. Hmm? But you didn't address for me. Go ahead. What are they really feeling? If they're not feeling what they're being accused of by the They're feeling prayed, therefore... Krishnendriya, Kamendriya, Bancha Priti, what is it? Kamendriya, Bancha Priti, Krishnendriya, Bancha Priti, this is the difference. Kam is described as Kamendriya Priti, love of the senses. Hmm? This is Kam, lust, love of the senses and, and you know, their, 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 their mandates. And by contrast, Krishnendriya, Pretty bunch. Prem is is described as love of Krishna's senses. Hmm? So they are like a lusty person after their own senses, but they're only after the pleasure of Krishna's senses. Whatever whatever it takes to satisfy his senses, transcendental senses, that they're 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 living for that. So they're they're experiencing something extremely, very very different, like the difference between night and day. Um, between uh, you know the the, the 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 night would be the darkness would be the you know the love of the senses by comparison. So uh, the 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 complete antithesis of love of the senses, which it played out. What's the love of the senses? It's bondage. It's it's the it's the womb from which suffering is born, hmm? as the Gita says, uh, and so on and so forth. It's it's samsara. So it's the opposite of that and. And more than almost one can put in, in words. Hmm? Preeti, they're they're experiencing love. Hmm? They're exper- <laughs> and they experience ecstasy only because Krishna takes pleasure in them experiencing ecstasy. Otherwise, they don't even aren't even interested in the ecstasy. Hmm? So, and that is also bhakti. Bhakti is also post liberated. It's generous. It comes to the lowest person without any qualification, not like the other margs that require qualification. And it's you do yoga and you stop when you finish. You do gyan, you stop when you finish. Bhakti never ends. Hmm? So with that, we'll end for the moment, <laughs> only for the moment. Kantarashimad Bhagavad ki jai, Sisi Dauji Gopal ki jai, Sisi Bhakti Vrant Sami Prabhupada.